All right, everybody. This is interesting uh, because I don't really, we, I don't know if we've done an episode exactly like this. We've done stuff uh, along these lines, I guess you'd say. Uh, but it, this is really when uh, making the podcast uh, gets to be really, really, uh, where I say, well, there's an intersection of uh, my personal history, my interests, and sleepy stuff. And so this is a once upon a time, but a real scoot story. Probably, you know, probably it'll be, uh, but like once upon a time, I wasn't, you know, a sleep podcaster. I was just a kid. And, uh, you know, some people say, well, not just a kid, uh, especially people that knew me, they would say, they would say, uh, it in a much different tone and such things. And I'm, I was the old, I still am the oldest of six kids. And we, uh, we we would uh, for I think it was for one week a year, uh, we my parents would rent a cabin at a place on Oneida Lake called Sylvan Beach, uh, and the family they would rent it from. They had a kid. There was a kid there my age. His nickname was Critter, and of course you probably heard of JJ, his older brother who played the drums uh, and was cool, you know, and older than us and. Uh, you know, probably what I, I guess I never became like J.J. Cool, long hair, played the drums, uh, probably rode a motorbike. Uh, so what's my point? One of the things I remember about these childhood years is particularly this one board game. And it really has become uh, a little bit of a white whale for me. I guess a white whale within budget because they probably, by the time you listen to this, I'll have made the move, but I haven't made the move yet to buy one on eBay. I have made eBay type moves, which I'll explain in a second. Uh, but so we, we would uh, go to, uh, well, let's see. So oldest of six kids, you're not buying, even back then, board games, probably the prices have not increased as much uh with uh, whatever they call that inflation as other things have, I, I would say that board games have probably always been between 10 and $30. I mean, now they're probably on the higher end of that and up. And, and plus with six kids, you just never bought a new board game. We did, we weren't a, and there's not a lot of board games that six or even half of the six kids could play. And I don't have an exact memory of when this happened, but w- one of the things we do is probably go to garage sales and yard sales and flea markets. And we would pick our board games up there, along with other stuff to play with. A really great, uh, a great place. I mean, pro tip, if you're looking to buy board games, uh, like garage sales, I mean, eBay's probably made it more challenging because so many people are buying stuff and reselling it. Uh, but you know, other good places are Goodwill stores, uh, and, uh, uh like those kind of stores, uh, like, uh, secondhand stores, uh, sometimes again, the, the selections kind of been whittled down. Uh, but at some point along there, we went to one of those things, probably a garage sale and we picked up a board game and it was like, like it became the board game of my youth. And we didn't have it for very long. Maybe only this one summer, maybe for one or two weeks. Maybe it was even Critters or somebody that they had gotten it used. But I'm pretty sure we got it used. Uh, maybe we had it longer than that. And, you know, you could search everything in the Internet. And I think, it, okay, well, let's back up, Scooch. You're right. 
uh, before we get into any facts or research, uh, so I just remember playing this game this one or two summers, and it was a vertical board game, or what you would call a 3D board game. It wasn't, it wasn't just flat. It had uh, like an upward board going up because it was a mountain climbing game. And also because I was a kid, I was watching a lot of, what's that show called? Not Wheel of Fortune. Price is Right. And Price is Right has that yodeling. I don't know if anybody watches, used to watch Price is Right or does. Uh, but at some points, they have one game where there's like a yodeler, a mountain climber. I don't know what the game is. You're probably supposed to stop it at the right prices or something like that. Uh, or you're narrowing down prices and it goes yodel, you know, makes a yodeling type sound. And I think as a kid, you know, that and Plinko were my big uh, favorites on whatever that show was called, Price is Right. Uh, so this board game, uh, we we found it, it was used, it didn't have all of the parts, but it had most of the parts. And it was at least accessible for my brother, my sister, and I, which were within two years of age of one another, because my brother and my sister are twins. And not only that, with six kids and you're renting like a cabin or whatever, you want them, half of them outside at all times. So I can remember sitting outside uh, near the beach playing this game and having a lot of fun. Uh, and, 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 you know, you, if you're a regular listener, you know Scoots well enough uh, to know, you know, I'm not exactly easygoing would not be a way that's ever described me. Uh, though it may have been, uh, like, I, I can, you know, so wound, you know, wound like a spring. Uh, so playing this game has always been like a treasured memory of mine. And I just really, uh, so that's the setup. And then whatever, the game uh, got lost in the shuffle of life. And again, I don't know if we left it at the cabin. It wasn't ours, like it was a neighbor's game. Uh, or, you know, just like kids, you for, you know, just like the movie to, 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 that came out of the summer to, you know, to the story of toys, you know, sometimes kids, our attention gets distracted somewhere else. Uh, but this game always had a special place in my heart. And then it was actually like somewhere in the podcast, it would pop every, up every once in a while. And then on the podcast, it would come up this mountain board game I had. And then again, I remember, you know, I'm not exactly calm in all social situations either. And I have a t- tendency to like to, to overcompensate. So I remember a long time ago, this is like, so we're like, uh, like when I, not that long after I started the podcast, I would go to these podcasting meetups in San Francisco and, you know, try to learn more about podcasting and meet other people that make podcasts and, and to kind of see what was possible. But so I can remember uh, uh, meeting someone who had like different game related uh, uh, podcasts and they were doing it for a gaming company. And I said, hey, like, uh, like a, I think we were like talking about one thing and I just went right off topic and I said, I'm trying to figure out this one board game from my childhood. And I think I'd searched on, like, mountain climbing board game, and I couldn't find anything. Uh, and they said, oh, search board game geek, uh, I think was the site they told me to go to. And maybe I found it after that, or maybe I didn't, or maybe I was just searching the wrong way. 
And uh, I said, one day I want to play that game again, or one day I want to get back in touch with it. Then maybe a year and a half ago, or or, uh, right after I started uh, podcasting full time, uh, I started thinking about it, I think because it came up in the podcast. So I said, let me look on eBay and see if I could get that game. Oh, I think that was the year I was buying gifts on eBay for the most part. Uh, uh, like, uh, maybe, maybe not, but whatever. Uh, so I looked up these, the game and I found it and, uh, or maybe I just searched it. And at the time there wasn't, either it was price prohibitive or there wasn't any actual games. Uh, but there were a few parts, and so I ordered the parts because they were, like, not that expensive, like a couple bucks. Like, oh, but Boulder. And maybe there was even part of the game board. Now, I hadn't, for some reason, the last thing I bought at eBay, I had shipped to my work address. Uh, and somehow the, those parts got shipped to my old work address. And I still had heard from my coworkers, a few different ones, like, hey, we got this stuff here from eBay for you. I mean, very small stuff. Uh and we'll get it to you. And then somehow in the trans, it never made it. Uh, and I haven't followed up and been like, "Hey, you, you seen my uh, my boulder from my 1980s board game, uh, or my you know mountain climber piece or whatever?" But so those are out there. And then I don't know. Like I guess like when I'm recording this, it's summertime. So I was thinking about the game again. And then I said, what, like, why don't we do this as an episode? Like, uh, we get to, to travel down memory road. I haven't really researched the game at all. And so as I talk about it, it'll be fresh for me. So why don't we see how that goes? Okay, so the first thing I have here that I found on an eBay search was, uh, well, I found the name of the game. And then this is the assembly instructions for the game. Uh, so let's read through this first, and then we'll probably look at the box after this. Uh, so the name of the game is Oh, What a Mountain, with a, like a, what is that, a, um, what is it called when it's a, oh, with an exclamation point. And it does have its own kind of interesting font, font uh, and it says Oh, What a Mountain Game, and it's that's in a red rounded square or rectangle with a black border. And this is assembly instructions. And this is, uh, see the bottom, see the box bottom for a photograph of a completely assembled game and use that as a handy, quote, put together guide. Okay, so this is if you bought it new, which we did not do, but it's like remove all plastic parts from the box, uh, uh, break off the pieces that are on plastic runners, uh, refer to illustrations one through seven. Group the following parts parts together. Uh, There's four pawns, four flag parts. uh, The flag post, oh, there's four pawns, see figure one, four flag parts, the flag post, the connector, the flag peg, and the rubber band. Three out on a limb parts. Yes, oh, the other thing about this game was that it's like a, one of those infernal, like a machine where stuff happens. That was like a, because I never got to play that mountain, like that other, whatever they could, what are those games called? Incredible Machines. I, I know it has a thing, but uh, so we never got to play, you know, like Pee Wee, the thing that makes Pee Wee's breakfast. Uh, so that was another thing is like you could do one thing in this game and trigger something in a different part of the board, uh, which to me was just mind blowing. Uh, three, 
out on the limb parts, a limb and two limb clips, uh, two big rock parts, a big rock and an arm, uh, two bigger rock parts, a bigger rock and an arm, two battering ram parts, uh, the ram and the connector, two bubbleable snowball uh, parts of the snowball and the connector. And now the pressure-sensitive labels must be attached to the above parts. Those are stickers, pressure-sensitive labels. Uh, uh, figures 1 to 7 to show the correct positioning of the labels on the plastic parts. Just peel the labels uh, from the sheet and press them on the rib side of the parts. Make sure the labels are positioned to fit exactly within the shape of the ribbing. So this only came with two two This one, this eBay listing only has two pages of the instructions. And the second page is not readable. Um, I think it's like figure 15. And it shows the back of the, um, the assembly where there's the out on the limb assembly. Uh, yeah, I can't read anything else. A couple of the snows and something. So that's, that's like a... A little bit about the instructions. Okay, let's check this other eBay listing here. Uh, and this eBay listing has an overall, like, maybe even marketing picture because it has the board, the game set up, uh, the four game pieces. So there's four game pieces and the cover of the box. But I want to get a little bit of deeper uh, look before I get into it. Uh, see what kind of close-ups we have Uh Looks like it has board cards, climbing cards. Uh, oh, yeah, this is kind of to show if you bought it, you'd kind of get all the pieces. Uh, let's see what stats. This is over at BoardGameGeek.com. It was published by Milton Bradley. It has a 30-minute playing time, two to four players. Its overall rank uh, on Board Game Geek is 15,270 out of children's games is 525. Uh, complexity rating is a 1.6 out of 5. Its overall uh, it has a 5.0. I don't know if that's out of 10. Uh, let's see, Milton Bradley, 1980 was published. I was probably playing this in 1980. Oof, three, four, uh, five, six, somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, let's see what else we can find here. I just got to find some good pictures. Uh, it, uh, you probably have to hit up Google for that. Okay, so here's the inside. Like, if you open the box, like on the, um, or I don't know if this is the back of the box or what, but it says, Oh, what a mountain game, a real cliffhanger. Who will reach the peak of the three-dimensional three mountain first? Uh, oh, what a mountain is. Oh, what fun. An exciting uh, path that challenges you to find the quickest route up a very merry three-dimensional mountain. This is like the Write a Sleep podcast. Uh, on the climb, you might go ram-watching, meet the above-above-above uh, uh, snowball, or fall over the falling rocks. Uh, there are H A Z A R D S is that actually move. Uh, so Eddie Azard, uh, 
pushing, pushing, sweeping you and your fellow climbers from the path and back to the uh, buddy, the the aiding climber station at base camp number one. Uh, don't forget the, the, the deep dark cave either. Wow. So this is like deep dark night. They have a deep dark cave. Uh, you could e- easily get lost in it, uh, but don't give up. Even though Owood Mountain has its ups and downs, the first climber to reach the peak of the mountain is rewarded with a winner's flag that actually pops right up uh, to announce the victory. Happy hiking. And it uh, contains a three-dimensional game board and vertical mountain and baseboard, 24 climb cards, a game board, sp- a cardboard spinner, Plastic spinner arrow, plastic game parts, pressure those pressure sensitive labels, uh, four plastic pawns, and a rubber band, uh, and it has a sneak peek of the peak uh, shown completely assembled here. Uh, for more details, see assembly instructions inside the game. So this must be the back of the game. Uh, let's see what else we have here. And um looking through here. Here's a couple of the climb cards flipped over. You may send any other player to base camp two. It's a beautiful day for climbing. Go ahead to spaces. Uh, you get a long distance phone call from your mom. Go to base camp two. And I guess because the uh, game was made on the cusp of the 70s and the 80s, it is very 70s, uh, the art, in a cool, very cool way. So looking at the spinner, it only has four stops on the spinner. So it goes one, four, two, three. Uh, very 70s, uh, like font for the letters. Uh, one is kind of a brown background. Two has a yellow background. Three has an orangish red. And four has purple. And then it's a kind of a circle with like a rope style border. And then some like very 70s, like uh, like psychedelic rams. I mean, psychedelic in a fun way, uh, rams on it. And hopefully I can get a better look at the climbing pieces. But there's uh, four, uh, four game pawns. They have a little hook like you're climbing and then uh, there's a cartoon character in later hosen. So a very stereotypical mountain climber. For if you watch a lot of uh, whatever that show, game show was, I said, funning of life. What was he called? Not not fan, not wheel of fortune. Uh, Showcase showdown. No uh, wheel fort. No. How can I not? Price is right. So. Uh, it looks like that climber uh, even has a hat or something, you know, something out of uh, the Alps, Alpine climber. The cartoon's the same on each one, but there's a red, green, yellow, and blue climber. Uh, let's see. There's one thing that says on the board, like one of the pieces that comes out. I don't know if it does anything. It must. And this is just a close-up. It says, out on a limb. And it's a plastic piece protruding, protruding, it's a protuberance, I guess, from the mountain. It's orange plastic and with a pressure-sensitive label or sticker. And it shows a giant bird uh, and a climber on a branch that says out on a limb. 
And the bird is looking at the climber, and the climber's looking at the bird saying, Oh, dear, I'm out on a limb with a bird. And it's very fun looking. Uh, here's the, okay, maybe this is what I ordered on the Internet, the Abominable Snowball. That's at elevation 1,800. And, it, it, like, uh, there's a snow person with a, with a, what is that thing called? Umbrella. In a, like snow snowing on an umbrella. That's just a background decoration. Uh, so lots of uh, lots of details. Um, I wonder if the out like then the bigger rock is actually a, a rock you uh, you hook in. So, so instead of when you go to the vertical on the board, there's holes, and you push your put your hook in the hole. You know, I wanted my daughter to experience this, and she was a big Scooby Doo fan. And so, like, when she was a little bit younger, I bought two different Scooby-Doo games that were three-dimensional. Uh, one was, like, uh, I don't think they were based on the Scooby-Doo movie. But one was uh, where you're climbing, I guess, climbing a mountain. Uh, and you can get, like, there's different things that can happen that dislodge you. The rules were not great as far as the rolling and stuff. Like, I can't remember how you determine how many spaces you went, but it was like, a, it was a little bit of a, not as fun, maybe. A, okay, I'm looking at the big board here. Uh, then the lower board. Okay, let's look at this. Let's see if we can zoom in here. Okay, so this is the baseboard. It must not be the first thing, though. Oh, yeah, there's start. Uh, so at the start is... Uh, He's a later hosen wearing a mountain climber or shorts. He doesn't have, I don't know, or later hosen shorts. He has long green socks pulled up to his knees. Uh, he has like a, a pickaxe and a backpack and a rope. He's wearing a, a dress. What is that thing called? Like a sport coat, a pink sport coat or a magenta. Yeah, I guess a magenta sport coat uh with a dress shirt underneath it he's smoking a pipe uh, which is not surprise. i mean probably, i would think they would be smoking a different pipe though and he has a feather and a hat one of those mountain climber hats he's actually on all fours uh and the letters start are running up his back leg and then i guess you got a one you, the first thing you would uh land on is your new hiking shoes are great go again if you got a two, uh, you'd just be on a space with a pine tree. Uh, if you had gotten a three, you would get uh, Hollywood buys a movie rights, uh, go to Lower Meadow. And it's Hollywood is written on a dot like a fake dollar bill with like money and movie cameras. And it's being held up by like a, like a French film director, I would assume, because they have a beret and the same pipe smoking later hose and climber. Uh, then the next thing is the last chance camera store, but it doesn't have any action. Uh, then the next stage is a TV interview. You get to go again if you land there. And it kind of shows uh, the later hosen pipe smoking dude uh, being interviewed by uh, someone in a shirt, a, a, a suit and a tie. And there's a TV camera. Uh, then there's an apple tree with dropping apples. That's just like nothing. 
then there's the lower meadow, which is really like a lot of this art is cool. It has a cow, it has a stream, it has a fish, it has it has another apple tree, it has another deciduous looking tree. You can see the mountain in the background. Oh, here we go. So then the next one is uh, it shows the um, mountain climber. Uh, taking a picture of a bird, I think. Uh, this is where it gets comedic. And uh, the pickaxe is resting on the ground, and there's a uh, a fuzzy friend, uh, a teddy, a teddy, a teddy poo, going through the um, the the mountain climber's backpack as they take a picture of a bird. And then the next thing is like it looks like a picture was taken. And it says, "Teddy, teddy poo, eat your camera." go back to camera store. So if you land in this next thing, you have to go back uh, to the camera store. Uh, then the next one is a uh, bird who uh, is just, just in the sky by itself. Uh, then the next uh, place on the board is a, uh, it's a sun smiling and looking up and it says, good weather, go again. And then there's a rainbow on the other side. And then there's another uh, space that says uh, another forest friend G-R-O-W-L-S is at you. Move back two spaces fast. And then there's an arrow to start the game. Also, there's other art on the bottom board, though. There's one that says a little pass. Uh, there's an owl. There's flowers. There's rocks. There's hedge hedge buddies. So a lot of cool stuff. Let's see what we could see next here in these pictures. Oh, here's the uh, picture of the summit uh, where the flag is popped up and it says winner. Okay, here's a, cover, a picture of the cover that's pretty good uh, at the top. Actually, it must be from a commercial because there's like a behind the board game is like a, someone in white gloves is holding it like a magician. And it says, oh, what a mountain game. Sky high fun with Ozard, Eddie Ozard said that push, uh, you know, stuff to sweep you from the mountain path. Uh, watch out for, let me see if I could zoom here, uh, battering ram. It will get your goat. And it shows uh, the cartoon ram, the bubble snow buddy. Uh, it's rolling your way. Uh, the falling rocks, uh, look out below, and the deep dark cave, uh, easy to get lost in. Uh, it says ages six to adult, two to four players. Uh, the first, be the first one up the mountain, Milton Bradley. And then it has two kids, very well dressed, uh, very, uh, 70s, 80s, uh, a young boy and girl. The boy has like a blue sweater and a dress shirt on, and his hair is very well combed. And he seems to be manipulating the out on a limb thing. So I don't see any game pieces on. Oh no, I do see one. Maybe he's messing with his, his sister or his companion, who's in a green sweater, in a like a dress shirt or part of another thing. She has a a barrette in her hair that's uh, pink or red. And she's giving her brother a look like, oh, boy, did you just uh, out on a limb me? And the brother has a more like a uh, little bit devious look of, uh, yes, I did. 
They're also playing in front of a fireplace uh, with a plant. I mean, probably a, a set. Uh, okay, so let's get, see send a couple other pictures here of it before it's put together. But, of course, what I'm looking for is, like, climbing cards or uh, really good pictures of uh, the game here. Oh, is this a, like, commercial? Yeah, here's one. Uh-oh. Oh, no, that's a different game. Uh-oh, Mountain. So, yeah, there's other, you know, there's other mountain-themed board games, Scoots. Uh, not just yours. Uh, here's one uh, from another place. uh it shows, like, all the pieces uh, in a nice bag. Don't worry, I'll find a really good picture of the game board, believe me. Okay, so I'm going to have to uh, go back and forth. I have a couple different pictures. I'm going to switch back and forth between because um, I have one really good picture of the game board, but it doesn't have the pieces on it. Uh, so when we go past the um, forest friend on the floorboard, then you go up this orange path, and then you're on the three-dimensional vertical. And again, a lot of these games are based on, like, the game of life, I think, which was very popular. I don't know. I guess I don't know if these games have any strategy or if they're just pure luck. Uh, I think they're just pure luck, uh, but uh, fun for little kids, uh, I guess, to a certain age. But on this one, I guess uh, the first thing you do have is a choice of left or right. Uh, so, oh, and I guess if you go right, it's a different thing. So if you go left, you can go, uh, out on a limb, which I don't know what that means. So we'll have to take a look at that. Uh, yeah, the next one is climb up a rope. Uh, and I guess the brown, uh, thing is the like, oh no, no, base camp one is coming up. Uh, so, okay. So you could climb up a rope, uh. If you land on that thing and then you climb up a rope into base camp one, uh, which is cool. So, and you also get a climb card and the next thing is a climb card. Uh, then the next one is uh, a snowball, which I think means you get to trigger the snowball way up top. Uh, and if anyone was in the path of the snowball, then they have to go back down um, the uh let me check this other uh, picture I have. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's the ram. So where's the snowball? Oh, the snowball's up at the top. Uh, so, yeah, you would trigger the snowball, and if anybody's in, in the snowball's path, they get, uh, they'll get they be, you know, out of luck, uh, which is would be fun for you, not the other person. Uh, then you go, you could go direct to base camp one, there's also like the hole where if you go into the cave, you come back out, uh, and you if you come out of the cave with a one, you land on go ahead three spaces, uh, uh, which would be one, two, three. Uh, so then the next one is go to base camp one. The next is just a blue empty space. Uh, uh, the next one is out on the limb. Uh, then snowball. So a lot of opportunities just trigger the snowball. Uh, then go again. Uh, then if you land on the next one, you get to go to bigger rock. Uh, uh, then again, if you land on the next one, you go to uh, out on a limb. And then you could go uh, straight or left. 
that would be people coming out of the cave or that didn't get to advance to base camp one that went left on the original path. Now, if you went right on the original path uh, at the first thing, also there's tons of, uh, again, background decorations. So there's uh, at the cave exit, there's a, um, what is that called, a teddy poo. Uh, there's a turtle, there's trees. The turtle's very psychedelic, 70s. Uh, there's a rabbit, a couple birds, a squirrel, uh, a couple goats eating veg- vegetation. Def- definitely different vegetation, like straight out of even the 60s maybe, like the way the trees and the plants look. Uh, like beetles, uh, was that, uh, was that yellow submarine-esque? Okay, but if you went, so if you went right, uh, you would end up, uh, what is that, uh, the first rock that you get to go on, which I guess, like, uh, kind of wobbles, uh, so you'd go climb card, blue, uh, thing, and, uh, then, uh, sm- well, let me see, let me, let me, uh, big, oh, let me get, let me see if I can find one more image. Okay, so you have, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, oh, maybe out on a limb shakes the whole board. I'll have to read more about it if I can, but so if you go right, you go, uh, you go on a big rock, uh, where there's like, it looks like there's one space where you can get a climb card. Yeah, but other than that, it's like one, two, three, four hooks that you have to get through. And maybe when I examine the back of the board, I'll be able to figure that out. Then you come out of the big rock. You have to go right. Uh, so let me switch. I have to switch up again. And look, and there's even a phone booth outside where you would call your mom, I guess, at base camp one. I just noticed that. Uh, so, yeah, let's see what else. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot going on on these boards. Okay, so if you went right, you could go again. Uh, uh, then you could, uh, you would still go right, uh, to a climb card, uh, a couple other blank spaces, and then I think you'd go to Bigger Rock, uh, let me see how the, um, it's like, the, you know, this is the resolution on these games and the internet of, uh, games nobody play anymore isn't great, uh, and this one I'm looking at, it looks like either Bigger Rock, uh, could totally tumble, or maybe, no, they just, whoever had that picture didn't put the game together right. Yeah, let's see what else we have here. Uh, but yeah, it looks like you would go on that uh, the bigger rock, which is kind of the same thing. If the board gets shaken, your rock could tumble. Uh, then you get a chance to trigger another snowball. So if you took the two rocks, uh, it is a faster way because it's just riskier. Uh, then you could send any member to the cave, which sends them from pretty far up, uh, you know, out back to the be- nearly the beginning. So I guess, yeah, a lot of times you uh, think, uh, then there's another one, go ram watching, which is a big piece on the other side of the board, a climber card, uh, then a blank space, go to base camp one. And you can go left or right if you uh, don't get land there. Uh, there's a blank space, then a climb card, then thin air, uh, where you lose your next turn. 
There's even one of those uh, hounds that brings you hot cocoa up there, an eagle, other birds, other horned animals. Elevation is 81,000 feet, I think. Uh, and I think then you summit from that side. If you went right, you could get a, go down three spaces and then work your way to the summit. Yeah, but let's work our way back to uh, base camp one. Uh, I think that's where we were before. Yeah, at base camp one, you could take a, a walkway up a narrow ledge. That goes to base camp two, which again goes up to the climbing up on the bigger rocks. And there's even someone sleeping in base camp two, uh, which is funny. Um, if you go left, you go, like, are you coming from uh, the cave? You could go left or right. Uh, if you go left, you can do ram watching, which I think watches the ram knock other people off. Uh, yeah, we'll go through that later. And then uh, climb card, a couple things out on a limb. Uh, I think a couple places where you're in path of the snowball. Uh, then there's one that has go into the cave, uh, the deep dark cave, like the deep dark night on the podcast. Uh, and then you're kind of back towards getting closer to the summit. Uh, now, if you went the other way, so I like how there's so many different possibilities. Uh, well, I don't see any strategy. I can see why we've replayed it so much time. The other way, you get a climb card, go sunbathing on bigger rock. Uh, another one where you have to go on the cave. Uh, another one where you could go left or right, and then you trigger the out on the limb. Uh, one where you would lose your next turn. Another one where you could send any, any climber to the cave. And the other way, you would go towards bigger rock. And, yeah, so let me see. Like, so when you're in the lower part of the board, the, like, ram is the one that could slide from left to right uh, on a, a vertical slant uh, and knock you off uh, a bunch of spots on the board. Uh, and then on the upper left side of the board is where the snowball is. that uh, starts near the snow person and could kind of bump you. It goes, like, in a, like a little bit of a... A back and forth motion, uh, which must have been fun to watch either one of those happen if someone was in its path. And then, yeah, the rest is getting towards the summit. Then on the other side are the two rocks. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find anything with the back of the game, though, because maybe that was over on Board Game Geek. Uh, Board Game Geek does have a pretty cool four panel picture of the RAM going on in. Uh, like an action shot of uh, someone playing. There's even someone, there's a duck pond that I didn't see anywhere before uh, in another climber, like watching the ram with uh, binoculars. Uh, and yeah, the ram's making a move on the, um, uh, and another climber. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So that's like the game. I, I know there's one of the back of the game somewhere. Uh, maybe I just find it, uh, it's like a teasing me here. Out on a limb. I still want to see how this out on a limb works. Uh, the cave is pretty straightforward. It, it's like a chute that drops you to the bottom of the cave. And the out on the limb, I guess, I don't know if you flick it and it shakes both of those other rocks clearly. So, you, like, if you do the out on the limb... 
you're kind of shaking anyone near the other two rocks uh it looks like they could go from vertical to horizontal and the rocks like so they're mo- like they're uh, parts of the game board that are actually motion sensitive i guess and it looks like the out on the limb maybe that's where the rubber band is let me see no, but but it's like a slider. I guess that would slide those two things. I don't see. Oh, the rubber bands to make the flag go up. And uh, let's see what other pictures we got. Uh, climb card, nominal snow per above a bubble snow person. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if any other cool. I mean, there's a lot of cool art here. I'll link to my research. It's just funny because it's like stuff you forget about, you know, and then you're like, man. Uh, I mean, I guess now I'd wonder if the game had enough, uh, since it doesn't have strategy, I guess I'd wonder if I would enjoy it. But I can see why I enjoyed it as a kid. Um looking through here to just kind of see what else. Uh, some eBay pictures. Uh, any other nice details? It was just a nice, fun game. So I'm sure there's like probably a game... Maybe that you had, uh, that maybe you played. Oh, here's like an inside shot of the box. Uh, it's only of a corner of it, but uh, it talks about uh, the game board, how it actually moves, uh, kind of some of the stuff we talked about. Object is to be the first player of the mountain. It talks about setting up the game, but then it's cut off, uh, shuffling the 24 climbing cards. Um, but I, look, I kind of looked up a little bit. I took a break there and looked on uh, eBay for more. But, yeah, there's not really any more details. This is, like, a kind of fun thing. And I think when you think about, like, how would I tell my own bedtime story? Like, there might be another good place for you to start. It's like a, like Tales of the Tape or board games you kind of remember or board games you do remember. Like, if you really, like, are in a situation maybe where you're trying to get to sleep or you're trying to help someone else get to sleep, you know, just take, like, a game, like, uh, S-O-R-R-Y. Why are the games all named like that? Like, think about it. T-R-U-O-U-B-L-E. Like, uh, maybe change it up. Uh, like, a good, yeah, okay, I'm going to tell you tonight about the game Good Living. It's the game of Good Living, uh, no, maybe, well, let me tell you about this game called uh, Oper- Operator. No, well, maybe not about that game. Uh, let me tell you about the game Shoots and Ladders. Uh, no, then that's a um, Candyland. Oh, I don't think I ever, I think I looked at that, but I don't remember it. Uh, let me tell you about the game Bog, like, okay, let's talk about one of those S-O-R-R-Y ones. You got to slide... There's pieces, right? So you set up your pieces at a start place or something. Everybody starts at a different corner. And then you kind of just walk people through it like like that, bit by bit, step by step, uh, like one step at a time. Okay, and then you do this. Uh, uh, what do you say? I think you roll dice in this one. And I don't think there's any cards. I think you're just rolling two die, to die, die to die or a pair of dice and two people can't share a thing so if you get or you're on a slider you have to go back to start uh, and then you're trying to get all your pieces into the safety zone and then to the ending place uh, 
And yeah, it can be for our US, you know, but it's a fun game. We say, sorry, go back to start, buddy. And, you know, or maybe not board games. Maybe we should, like, maybe think about Scoots' board games. Uh, climb in the mountain where there was no strategy. So you just say, sorry, I landed on the snowball piece. The snowball's got to go down. Hopefully it doesn't knock your piece off. I mean, for me, it was that idea of, like, oh, if you do something up here, it impacts something down there. It was just so joyful. It brought me joy. Uh, made me feel like uh, I was already a part of technology. So that's, that's it, a little board game from my youth. Uh, oh, what a mountain. Oh, what a joy it is to put you to sleep. Thanks for listening. All right, I want to thank 